Welcome to Aging in Place Strategies and Answers with Linda Prio. Will it be possible to remain in my home as I age? Do I feel safe in my home? How do I figure out how much support I will need when my health needs start to change? What if I decide to move into a community instead? Which community will meet my needs now and in the future? Who will play a role in helping me with decision-making? Do you ask yourself these same questions? Aging in Place Strategies and Answers can help you gain practical knowledge that will help you create your own Aging in Place Roadmap. If you are already a care partner, a power of attorney, or in crisis mode with your Aging in Place strategy, you will learn what you need to know that you don't know. For over 20 years, I have been marketing Aging in Place services to clients and educating families and healthcare professionals in how to put aging in place strategies into place. When you utilize aging in place, you are allowed to choose where you want to live and make those decisions so that you can retain your quality of life. Welcome back to Aging in Place, Strategies and Answers with Linda Prio. My husband asked me the other day if we will be able to age in place, and I assured him that that was a great question. After all, he is my sound engineer, and he is listening to each podcast and learning along with you. We took a moment, and we discuss the legal documents that we already have in place and our completed health care directives. Usually we have yearly meetings with our financial planner so that we can get a good handle on where we are financially. We also understand what kind of medical insurance we have and what it will cover and what it won't. We understand that as we age, we might have to make some modifications to our home that we live in if we cannot do the stairs any longer. Having my mother live with us for three years helped us to know and understand what it's like when you have limited mobility. When it comes to additional care that we might need as we aged, I explained to him that if I became the patient, he was to consult a care manager to help him navigate the medical care and any needed placement if staying at home was no longer an option. And I told him I would do the same if he was the patient. Now I know some of you are thinking, Linda, with your extensive background and knowledge, of aging in place and the healthcare system, why would you need additional case management assistance? Well, one day I was at work and my mother was living in my home and I had hit a roadblock and I just could not see any way around it. So I 
went into my executive director's office and sat down and started visiting with her about the situation. And when I asked her for advice, her answer was crystal clear. And I said to her, of course, that's what I should do. But the difficulty is that when you're emotionally involved, when this person matters to you, when you are the caregiver and you could be a little tired and a little stressed, sometimes those answers don't come as quickly or as easily. And so it is always wonderful to have a professional that you can reach out to who can offer an unbiased third-party opinion and offer their expertise I told our executive director, thanks so much for helping me. But you know, if that had been our client, I would have thought of it right away. So if you want fewer headaches, fewer regrets, maybe sleep a little better, consulting with your professionals is invaluable. In my career, I have observed that when it comes to healthcare, we think we can do it ourselves. We think that our adult children will know exactly what to do. We think that our doctors will be absolutely able to help us figure out how to age in place at home. So I'm going to give you a quick example of what I'm talking about here. If I am standing in my kitchen and I notice that the ceiling in my kitchen is all wet, I know what that means it means that I probably have a leak on the roof. But I will tell you this, I will never go to the garage and I will never drag the ladder out of the garage and set it up against the house, climb up the ladder and look at the roof and try to assess what's going on. First of all, it might be dangerous. Second of all, I could climb up there and look over that roof and I would probably never be able to spot what I should see because I am not an expert at roof repair. So because I'm never going to do that, I'm going to reach out to my local roofing professional. So I call the roofing professional. He comes out. He pulls the ladder off of his truck. He sets it up against my house. He goes up the ladder. He looks at the roof and he says, yes, ma'am. I think you have a leak in your roof, but I need to check something else before I give you my final answer and assessment. So he comes down off the ladder, goes into my house, checks the attic, comes back down, and then lets me know that putting a roof on a house that has bad plywood would be a waste of time and money. And so he is going to have his friend Bud call me and Bud is going to have to give me an estimate of what we have to do first before we just put a roof on the house. So why do we think when we don't know anything about healthcare that we can do it all ourselves, that we don't need to consult a professional? I wouldn't try to fix a roof and I bet neither would you. And I'm hoping that that simple example of something like that might help you to see the reason why 
in the aging in place strategies and answers that consulting professionals is a reasonable thing to do. So let's go back to the beginning of the podcast when I mentioned a lawyer, a financial planner, medical insurance, and care managers. These are some of the professionals that should be included in your aging in place plan. A legal plan of succession is vitally important for a business and it's also important for life. Do you have a trusted attorney that is a specialist in elder law? You can tell if they do or not because they will have additional letters behind their name. C-E-L-A, Certified Elder Law Attorney. Have you prepared your advanced directives? Have you established a trust or named a power of attorney? And if not, why not? You need those documents. If you don't have those documents in place and you become incapacitated and cannot make decisions, then no one will be able to make decisions for you. Just because you say that you are the power of attorney doesn't mean it's official until it's in a document. I heard an illustration several years ago. It was about a multimillionaire who had homes all over the world. He had art collections and he had multiple businesses, but he didn't have a plan of succession. And unfortunately, life happened and he died unexpectedly and no decisions could be made to disperse his large fortune. It is never too soon to plan. If you already have a plan in place, it might be a great suggestion to review it each year on the anniversary that you created the documents. You will be amazed at what you have bought over the year, sold over the year, the people you have named, and how life has changed in one year. And it allows you to make those changes easily and quickly rather than to have being to create new documents. If I made you a little uneasy, a little nervous about your lack of preparation, then good. Get on with it. I have found that the only way I complete tasks is to put it on my calendar and make an appointment and then accomplish it. I was visiting with a financial planner the other day and he said, oh, Linda, there's people who also plan on their own financially. So he said, I'm not always called in to consult to help people figure out how to um, spend their money and how to plan for the future. But I will tell you this. Several years ago, I was sitting in a presentation where a lawyer and a financial planner were explaining how to move money around into different accounts so that their clients could qualify for certain benefits. It became crystal clear to me that if you don't understand what your professionals are doing or you do not get the right guidance at the right time, it could really affect future decision making. 
So invest the time in learning and invest the time in planning. The other day, I was visiting with a lawyer and he told me that his client's hospital case manager told them when they left that it was time to start planning for Medicaid. The lawyer, when he met with his clients, reviewed their original plan and asked them if that was still the way they thought that they wanted to proceed. And they said yes, but the hospital case manager told them that they needed to plan for Medicaid. Well, the hospital case manager was correct. They needed to start planning. However, the lawyer knew that with the assets and the plan that his clients had put together, that Medicaid planning was not in their future. So again, connecting with your professionals, you will get professional advice. Just the other day, I was asked by a colleague, Linda, do you know the best way to help my grandparents? I think they both have dementia, and my grandfather got lost and was found far away from the home. What should they do? And I simply said, do they have a power of attorney designated and health care directives already in place? And she didn't know the answer to that. And so I told her, I said, that will be job number one. Consult your attorney, get an attorney, interview attorneys, but it is time to start planning for the future. It would be my guess that more people have financial planners than attorneys and more financial planners and attorneys than care managers. Your financial planner should be your trusted financial guide that will help you put your life plan into place. In a discussion I was having with a financial planner, he told me that the role of a financial advisor has evolved over the past several decades from a stockbroker and investment consultant who pitches products to someone who becomes a trusted advisor who learns what his client's plans are, potentially what their life plan is, and then creates investment strategies that can help them meet their goals. This financial planner always asked, what is your life plan? In the past couple of years, we have had clients and their family members consult their financial advisors about which accounts to pull assets from to pay for care. They have also consulted their financial advisors to see if they can afford the care that is being recommended by the agency and how long they might be able to keep that care in place. Knowing all that information helps to make decisions and it can help you too. Do you understand your medical insurance, what kind of insurance you have, and what it pays for? It didn't take me long to learn that many clients and their adult children didn't know or understand what kind of health insurance their parents had. So I had to learn this information 
in order to help them access their Medicare covered services and to help them know what Medicare did not cover. And I am still doing that today. If you have an insurance card in your wallet or purse, take it out, look it over. There's a lot of information on that card. And what you don't know, you can find out. Don't worry, I'm going to be explaining a little bit more about medical insurance in another episode. Early in the podcast, I talked about professional care management. And professional care management can help you create an aging in place plan. A professional case manager that is a nurse could become a medical power of attorney. And that medical power of attorney would need to get to know you and your plan so that they could advocate for you if you couldn't make decisions. That medical power of attorney or a care manager could also educate your power of attorney on health care decisions that need to be made as a result of your diagnosis. That care manager could show up at your bed at the hospital and coordinate with doctors, therapists, and discharge planners. They could explain all the information that they've been giving to you, look at the test results, and then share that information with your extended family so everyone is on the same page. Care managers can provide valuable assessments to guide you in your decision making. They can also attend doctor's appointments with you, and so much more. Well, it's wonderful if we get to plan, but you and I know that sometimes life happens before you get to plan, and that's when it becomes a crash course. The decision-making window will now be in warp speed. Fortunately, if you already have professionals, you can make phone calls to get the guidance you need. If you don't, then you'll need to start with an attorney and then try and figure out the financial pictures. Professionals have both types of clients, those who plan and those who are in crisis, so they will know exactly how to guide you and provide the necessary information to help you make the appropriate decisions. Here are some reasons I have heard during my career from non-planners. The first one is, they will have to carry me out of this house feet first. I've also heard this one. I don't want anyone in my home, and I had my family promise they will never put me in a nursing home. This is another uh, reason for not planning that I have heard. I am going to leave the decision-making up to my kids. They will know what to do. Well, in my career, I've seen that that is exactly who's giving us a call. We don't know what to do. That's why we're calling you, they tell me. I've also heard, I don't want to spend the money. Well, people have the right to make their own decisions, and they also have the right to fail. And most likely, they will. So we usually advise the adult children, you know who to call when that happens. 
the main reason we fail to plan and talk about a health crisis and potential death is because they're just not easy topics to discuss. They're not easy topics to discuss with your doctor. It's not easy for your doctor to have that conversation with you. It is not easy to have that one-on-one discussion with your partner or your children. This is why I created the podcast, because I want you to be educated. Yes, you heard correctly. I said I want you to be educated so that you will approach decision-making with the knowledge that you need. I know that we have spent some time talking about lawyers, financial planners, care managers, and insurance, and I understand that I'm talking about a level of client that does have some assets, but I do want you to hang in there with me because we all have loved ones who are looking for affordable housing and low income or no income care options. So I will be discussing some of those things in future episodes. But in the next podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into medical insurance. Today's caregiver tip. Caregivers are frequently undervalued by the person they are providing care for, by their family members, and the medical community as asking too many questions. Take care of yourself. Flight attendants tell us to put on our own oxygen mask first so that we can breathe better and be able to take care of the person next to us. I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you, caregivers. Thank you for joining me today. Please subscribe and share episodes with friends and family who are currently in crisis or are ready to start developing their own roadmap for aging in place. Remember that this podcast is guidance and not advice. If you have more specific questions related to your particular situation, please reach out to me at lynda.agingstrategies at gmail.com. Join me again next week and we'll learn more.